0: New Hope Radio. We're speaking about, uh, that's a good one, what it means to be led by the Spirit. What Spirit? The Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be led by the Holy Spirit? Very important because that's the power of the Christian life. Being led by the Spirit, it's more than having the Holy Spirit. Reside inside the believer. Yeah, it's more than that. It's actually giving the Holy Spirit the freedom to carry out His ministry to and through that individual. It's a wonderful experience to be led by the Spirit, and it is also a worthy aspiration for every believer. But I wonder if every believer aspires to that place in life. What do you think? You think every Christian really has it in their heart to want to be led by the Holy Spirit? I don't know. Have to be a mind reader, I guess. How many are saved by Christ but content to do their own leading? And how many really see the importance of dying to self and letting God, through His Spirit, lead and direct their lives. So we're in a mini-series, only a few messages, to help us to understand what it means to be led by the Spirit, but also, here it comes, to allow that reality to take place. Being led by the Spirit is more than a doctrinal Bible study. It is actually an experience. It's something that happens in our life. And We're going to get to the aspect today of the heart. The issue of the heart is vital when it comes to being led by the Holy Spirit of God. Now, the Bible is not silent on the matter of the heart. It talks a lot about the heart. For instance, in Proverbs 10, verse 20, a wicked heart is worth little. (laughs) Wow. No value to that. Proverbs 13, 12, absence of hope sickens the heart. It's true. Hope delayed makes the heart sick, because we live life from the heart. Proverbs 14.13 says, Wisdom is in the heart of the one who wants to learn. Oh, how true is that? That's wisdom. A wise person might not have all the answers, but they want them. A wise person wants to learn. A prideful person, eh, They don't want to learn. They like their own opinion. But a wise person wants to learn. That person realizes truth might go beyond their own opinion. Even Jesus said, the things that proceed out of the heart come from the mouth. Wow. The things that proceed, actually, I got it backwards, out of the mouth, come from the heart. Whatever's in the heart is going to work its way through the lips. And then he said, Those are the things that defile the man. Wow. And he gave a few examples. Out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, slanders, right? Some people have wicked mouths because they have a wicked heart. You need to ask that person, do you eat with that mouth? Wow. Wow. The mouth speaks from that which fills the heart, Luke 6.45. So all this to say, the issue of the heart, it's really big. It's really big. And we're going to see how the heart and the Holy Spirit interact together. We'll also see that there is a war going on, and that war is in the heart of man. Yeah, it's not easy. You know, we're living in a spiritual battle. So let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, and Paul is talking about the things of God that are far beyond the mind of man. It's true. He said, There are things which eye has not seen, an ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, that God has prepared for those who love him. So what he's saying is, there are things we haven't seen them, Heard them, we haven't even imagined them. What God has in store for those who love him. Wow. For to us God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. So you can see the mind of man, the mind of man is very limited, but the Holy Spirit can go deeper. searches the depths of God. And you know what he does? If the heart is right, he can bring them to that heart. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to reveal the things of God to mortal man who is a believer in Christ. See, someone that doesn't believe in Christ, the Spirit cannot bring those things to him or her because they're spiritually discerned. But once you become a follower of Christ, now your heart has been made ready And the Spirit can bring the things of God. To be led by God, one must first know the plan of God. you got to know where God is bringing you. Well, how do you know that? It's through the Holy Spirit that we have an understanding of that plan. And it's from the Word of God. So God put it in His Word. We read it, but the Holy Spirit unfolds it. He reveals it. He brings it to the heart, to the mind. And you know why? Because Psalm 25 says, The secret of the Lord is for those who fear Him, and He will make them know His covenant. There it is. See, it all depends on what is my attitude toward God. It really is. Attitude toward God, which is found in the heart, will determine... What you can know of God, it's like a, a secret society, of wisdom. Think of it like that. We're a secret society, you know, the, the followers of Christ. We're a wisdom society, and it's, it's in the minority, unfortunately. I'm like, wow. I'm like, what's the matter with people? Why can't they give God, his due, and open up their hearts and just see what God has to say. Why can't they do that? Well, they can't do it because they've already got their own opinions, I would say. So we're in this secret society that God can show us spiritual things that others will never know. Now, a person can be led by the Spirit because now the plan of God is coming into view. See, for the Spirit to lead you, you have to know What is God's plan? And God's plan is found in His Word. Think of, here's an example. Think of frost melting off your windshield in the early morning. As the frost melts off your windshield, things come into view. Think of coming to the top of a high, high hill or a mountain and seeing the valley beneath. It comes into view, doesn't it? For the believer led by the Spirit, God's plan comes into view. You can start to see it. And just like looking down from the mountain into the valley, it's breathtaking. It's beautiful. Oh, so it is when the Holy Spirit reveals the things of God to you. So Paul said, to us, God revealed them, in other words, the things of God, through the Spirit, For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. And what are the depths of God but the deep things of God? The things that mortal man can't know apart from the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot we can't know apart from the Spirit. So he said, Who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? That's true. In other words, no one can know the man like the man knows himself. Then he said, even though, even so the thoughts of God, no one knows except the Spirit of God, because the Holy Spirit is also divine. So just like only you know you and I know me, the Spirit knows God, and we don't know God, but the Spirit can bring revelation to us of God. Only you know the things that pass through your mind, no one else does. No one knows the things that pass through God's mind, but his own Holy Spirit. There are three spirits in this life. There's the Spirit of man. There's the Spirit of God. Oh, and there's a the Spirit of the world. Oh, yeah. The Spirit of the world. What is the Spirit of the world? It's the cosmic system. Paul said in verse 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who's from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. What's the spirit of the world? The word for world is the word cosmos, K-O-S-M-O-S, and it means a system. The world is engulfed in Satan's system. It also means arrangement, right? Satan has arranged the world the way he wants it. It's where we get the word cosmetics. Ladies, you get cosmetics and you arrange your face, right? You kind of set it up, you know, your little eyeliner, mascara, makeup, lipstick. You arrange it and you're, beautiful. You have your own system of arrangement. Well, Satan has his own system of arrangement. It's the cosmic system. The whole world has been arranged by Satan. Now think of it. The whole world now, because of that, is in rebellion against God. How can that be, I say? (laughs) God created the world and people are in rebellion against Him, but it's always been like that. It was like that in the days of the flood. It was like that in Egypt, in the Exodus. It was like that when the Jews are going into the promised land. And it's like that today. People are in, are in rebellion against God. That's why you never see Jesus in the news or in TV shows. You never see the things of God that build up and edify in the media. Why? It's Satan's system. That's why. It's his system. And he ain't letting God in. Oh no, no. No. Only the church can do that. That's why we're important. The world is animated by the spirit of the world, which is the spirit of Satan. We are animated by the spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit. So we look around at the world, and when you're truly led by the spirit, let's face it, there's a lot you see in the world that you don't like. You recognize evil that's in the world. You recognize corruption and hurt and hatred, and division. And that's all evil. And it's increasing, and I believe it's going to get worse as the end times draw near. And unfortunately, this rebellion looks normal in the minds of those without the Holy Spirit, doesn't it? Sin is becoming normalized. Homosexuality is becoming normalized. Crime is becoming normalized. Transgenderism is becoming normalized. Racism, normalized. I mean, let's corruption and business, normalized. Uh, Lack of patriotism, normalized. It's all becoming normal. Jesus said it. In the end, that which is good will be called evil and that which is evil will be called good. Man, we're there. We're getting there. It's close. Oh yeah. It's getting close. And that's the spirit of the world. The spirit of the world is demonstrated in immorality, unethical behavior, even in business, gambling. I believe that's the spirit of the world. Pornography. Here's the big one. Independence. That's the spirit of the world. Independence from God. You think that's Satan's number one plan to get people independent from God? God's plan to get people Spirit-led, Spirit-led by God. That's His plan. So you, the hearer of this program at this time, must ask yourself, of which Spirit am I? Hmm. Am I being led by the Spirit of the world or the Holy Spirit of God? Which one? And you know, we all have to ask ourselves that question. Do I like the way the world is going? Do I rather like the way God is going? One thing's for sure, and James said it, friendship with the world is hostility toward God. Wow. He said, therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Holy smokes. You can't have both. you got to choose. Which one do you want? Satan is the prince of this world and he works in the hearts of the sons of disobedience. Who are they? Are the sons of this, of disobedience really bad, bad people? No, they're people that reject Christ as savior. That's who they are. They can be nice people. They can be kind people, but they reject Christ as savior. So they live according to the spirit of the world and they're called sons of disobedience and they're Satan's subjects and they carry out his bidding and it doesn't mean they you know they they burn cows and sacrifice flesh it means that they're independent from God that's all Satan's bidding is to be independent from God and therefore friendship with the world isn't you know it although it's it makes you an enemy of God think think let's be honest here. It's an easier life in the flesh. It's easier to live in the flesh and the system of the world than it is to live in the kingdom of God in the flesh. You can't live in the kingdom of God in the flesh. That's why Paul said you gotta crucify a flesh. Gotta render it dead. That's the battle. When you live in, a, people are very comfortable in the flesh and the world. I don't need Jesus. I'm comfortable. Don't mess me up. Don't rock the boat, baby. When one lives in friendship with God and a hostile world, may, life may be more difficult. It will certainly be more difficult, but eternally worthwhile. So it really is a matter of getting our eyes off of this life and putting it on the life to come. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. So, I want you to notice the standing of the believer. Paul said, Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know—I like that part—so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. God's wisdom in the heart is our greatest possession. Again, you want to go back to the heart? We live life from the heart. Out of the heart flow the issues of life. Proverbs 10.17 says, He is on the path of life who heeds instruction, but he who ignores reproof goes astray. That's right. It's like walking in the woods and there's signs, go this way, go this way. If you don't follow the signs, you get lost. got to follow the signs. That's instruction. You know this, the fear of the Lord, that's the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Who are the fools in the world? The ones that don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Okay. You're in the category of the foolish. Proverbs 8.11. Wisdom is better than jewels. hear that, ladies? (laughs) Wisdom is better than jewels. And all desirable things cannot compare with her. That's right. Wisdom will get you through life. Jules won't. Jules will put you in a dangerous place. Someone will beat you and rob you. Wisdom makes you wise, makes you smart. And that's how God leads you through his spirit, with his wisdom. God's wisdom is far superior to the wisdom of man. You know that. I know that. Before I was learning God's wisdom, man, I did so many dumb things, I could write a book. But it would embarrass me, so I won't. And then as I began to develop the wisdom of God, I look back over my life and go, what a dummy. But there's always hope. God's wisdom leads us in the proper path. So you can imagine your own life. Examine your life. Look at your life. Can you remember any times where you believe you were led by God's Spirit? How did that work out? How about the times you were led by your own mind, by your flesh? How'd that work out? (laughs) Well, I know how mine worked out. Not too good. Only the yielded life is going to have a good ending. The Spirit-led life is a disciplined life because we've got to make choices. And it takes consistent practice to yield, like we said last time. You see the yield sign, you let the other car have his way. So when we yield to the Spirit, we let the Spirit have his way in our life, and he He convicts us and guides us and leads us on the way to go, and we follow. I want you to notice that the things God wants you to know can never be found out by mere man. We'll never discover the things of God apart from God. And that's why there's so many religions in the world thinking they're on a path to God, but they'll never find them. Because they're not the ways of God. They're the ways of man. Paul said, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who's from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. So let's compare the wisdom of the world with the wisdom of God. Watch the contrast. 1 Corinthians 3.19 For the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. Huh. Foolishness means Silliness, absurdity. God looks at the wisdom of wisdom of man and he goes, That's absurd. God's wisdom is personified in Proverbs 1, and it speaks to us. And here's God's wisdom, God's word speaking. How long, O naive ones, will you love being simple-minded? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing, and fools hate knowledge. Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I called and you refused. I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention. This is wisdom speaking. I called to you and no one responded. And you neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof. And here's a sad commentary on that. I will also laugh at your calamity. And I will mock when your dread comes. Wow. See, God is saying, listen, I'm warning you. I'm showing you. I'm calling out to you to show you the way. But you've refused. This is very, very intense. To refuse God's wisdom and the leading of the Spirit is to put yourself at odds with God. And no help will be given when needed. You know what that's called? Consequences. That's it. There are consequences when we refuse the leading of God's Holy Spirit. So in summary, let me wrap this up for you. Your heart directs your life. From it, you speak and you act. And that will determine your quality of life. So it begins in the heart, and it results in Equality of life. Satan is the god of this world and controls his subjects according to his own purposes. All non-Christ followers are considered sons of disobedience. They're rejecters of God and they're independent from God. And only divine wisdom can awaken someone to this folly. Divine wisdom. It's like putting the shade up in the house. Oh, now I see. I didn't know that was out there. Oh, the shade was downed. Your eyes were blinded. Put the shade up. Beautiful out there. I see the sun shining. Oh, there's some animals. There's some trees. Yes. But you got to have the divine wisdom. God provides his wisdom. And that will lead us in the way of his spirit. See, we're talking about being what? Spirit-led. Unlike the wisdom of the world, which really is foolishness to God, God's wisdom rewards the person who walks with her. Yeah, There, there is a reward in life when you walk in wisdom. Which wisdom we choose to live by, well, that's our choice, right? It's our choice. Everyone makes the choice. No one's left out. Think about it. Every person makes the choice which wisdom they will walk in. And some of you that are listening, you know. You've made the right choice and it worked out well. And then you, you've you made bad choices and, oh man, nothing but trouble. And why is it sometimes you keep making the bad choices over and over and over and you get more consequences and you don't learn? You don't wake up, you keep doing it, and the consequences just keep rolling in. Everyone makes their own choices. There is no one who does not make the choice. You know what I say? Choose wisely. Oh, yeah? Choose wisely. Because it affects the outcome of your life. And not only the outcome of your life, but how about this? The outcome of your eternity. I hope that's important to you. I hope eternity is important and it should be. You know why? Because it lasts a long time. You know how long eternity lasts? Forever. (laughs) Forever. Forever and ever. It never ends. Wherever you are at the start of your eternity, that's where you remain. It'll never change. It'll never get better, it'll never get worse. So we all choose which eternity we will live in. Oh, that's why all I can say, choose wisely, be led by the Holy Spirit. See the more of God's Word in your soul, the more the Spirit can lead you. But if you don't have God's Word, the Spirit, you're not going to recognize His voice leading you. He's got nothing to work with. He works with God's Word in your heart. That's why fill your heart with the divine Word of God. It's like making a big meal. The more food you have, the bigger the meal. You only got a can of beans. That's all you're getting. You don't want a can of beans, life you want a buffet. Give the spirit something to work with. Think about that. I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.